I am so caffeinated right now. <laughs> I had a whole pot of coffee and then Anna said, I'm going to Starbucks, do you want anything? And you know my ass said yes. What were you gonna say, no? What was I gonna say no to a chestnut baleen latte? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh boy. This one's a doozy. Did I have uh I have not openly wept what? in such Did you a leave? long time. You didn't hear me? <laughs> I was having a full-on moment out there. I thought you were laughing, no lie. No, I mean there were parts where I was laughing, but then at the end I was like Full on sobbing. Wait, about what? What do you mean about what? I Did we you didn't watch care. the same episode? <laughs> I really thought you didn't care. About what? <laughs> Can we say it up top? I don't Are know. Are we just getting right into it? I really thought that you like couldn't care less about about my guy who died. Oh no, it's not that I couldn't care less. I mean, I I've chosen him as my MVP on multiple occasions. Okay, and it also like. It, it also, as much as it was um, about events surrounding him, it wasn't like a character episode for him, you know? Yeah. It was a character episode for Jack and Kate and Claire and Son and J Like, it was about the people around them and about a new passenger. <laughs> passenger. <laughs> I also thought that um, I didn't cry because it got spoiled, and yeah, then we discussed true. how it got spoiled before we watched this, so, like, we both knew that this was happening in episode 20, like, Caroline knew it was happening anyway, but now she knew it was coming up, and then I was spoiled on the internet. Yeah. It's on, <laughs> how infuriating is this? It's on Ian Summerholder's Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even read someone's Wikipedia page. I expect that to be in a Wikipedia page. Despite <laughs> his character's death, okay, that's okay. Like, I assume a lot of these characters are yeah. going to die. Despite his character's death in the 20th episode of the oh, first season. okay. Huh? Hang on. Summerholder returned to the role of Boone for seven more episodes between 2005 and 2010, including the series finale. Okay, sort of, I guess that's fine. Summerholder was the first major character to die. Yeah, that's shitty. So as soon as I read that, I was like, like, I read that a while ago. And so I, here I am watching this show being like, I know no one's going to die before Boone because I read the Wikipedia page. Oh. So anyone that threatened to die, I was like, yeah, right. That sucks. I know. Wikipedia sucks now. But then he went on to be... Uh, Twilight the Vampire Slayer, right? <laughs> yeah. He he became a vampire. He married a vampire. He married Rosalie. Um, oh, Cullen. from Twilight? Yeah. Oh. Two of the vampires got married. Wow. Isn't that thrilling? Crossover episode. Um, well, should we just jump right into history and pop culture so we can get straight to the meat? <laughs> yes. Okay. This episode was titled Do No Harm, it premiered on April 6, 2005, directed by Stephen Williams, who you will remember as the director from All Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues. Okay. Uh, on that same day, April 6, 2005, prominent Kurdish leader Jalal Talabani becomes the sixth president of Iraq and the first non-Arab president of Iraq. Interesting. He was also the first president to be sworn in after the overthrow of Saddam Hussein. Okay. That was Huge. I spent a good portion of this morning uh, reading and watching YouTube videos about Kurdish culture. and Cool. Um, it's, uh, the, yeah, under under the reign of Saddam Hussein, things were pretty fucked. Um, that's my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Explain yourself. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. The movie that week, here's the logline. Master Explorer Dirk Pitt. <laughs> I haven't, I'm just now realizing how funny that name is. Uh, I have not said it out loud yet. Um, Master Explorer Dirk Pitt goes on the adventure of a lifetime of seeking out a lost Civil War battleship known as the Ship of Death in the deserts of West Africa while helping a Who doctor being hounded by a ruthless dictator. What the fuck is a Who doctor? W H O. What does oh, it stand World for? Health Organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, who, it's a doctor's movie. <laughs> okay. 
okay. Do you want to know who's in it? Yeah. Is it- <laughs> no, I, I know it. No. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, Penelope Cruz, and Steve oh, Zahn. Oh, okay. I had never heard of this movie. No, I totally remember this. Directed by Breck Eisner. What comes? What did you say after about the doctor? <laughs> He's uh the the doctor is being hounded by a ruthless dictator. I believe that uh the doctor is Penelope Cruz. Okay. And Dirk Pitt is Matthew McConaughey. I can't name it. It's called Sahara. Okay. It's based on a novel, and there wasn't a whole lot of like fun trivia except for the fact that this was one of the biggest financial flops in Hollywood history. Mm. In 2007, so like 2 years after this movie came out, the budget for this film was released on uh, like somehow like leaked uh through the LA Times mm-hmm. and the budget um included just a whole bunch of like bullshit <laughs> expenses. Um, but my favorite being courtesy payments, gratuities, and explicitly written local bribes. So a lot of this movie was filmed in Morocco. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and (laughs) the local bribes totaled to $237,386. There was a payment of $40,688 to stop a river improvement project and then $23,250 for political support, which was illegal under the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Oh. Um, another bribe was made to expedite the removal of palm trees from an old French fort called Ouled Zara. Um, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Um, but the real kicker is that the Moroccan crew members were grossly underpaid. The assistant propman was paid $233 per week, which, for reference, a propman in the U.S. would make that in a day. Uh, the crew also <laughs> the crew also filmed a 45-second-long sequence of a vintage airplane crashing that cost $2 million to make Great. and ended up being cut from the final movie. Oh, so worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, Clive Cussler, the author of the novel, sued Bristol Bay Productions, claiming that they broke their promise by failing to honor his right to <coughs> review to uh, review the script. They then countersued him for fraud, saying that he misrepresented his readership, and that's what made the ticket sales suffer. So, like, that's <laughs> why they lost so much money. Neither of them won. They both lost. <laughs> um, the film finally earned $122 million in the box office, but production and distribution cost them $240 million. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't that wild? All right, Anna. What do you think was the uh, top song in the UK that day? Is it an English artist? Yes. But, yes. Um, where's Coldplay from? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, Chris Martin's English. Okay, what about Fix You? Isn't that from mid-2000s? <laughs> what? Famous Coldplay song. I have no idea what this is. Ew. It's, okay. It's, what is he saying? Am, is this the way to Amarillo? It's a song... <laughs> It was written by two Americans, Neil Sedaka and Howard Greenfield, sung by Tony Christie, um, and achieved modest success in the UK in 1971. But it became popular again in 2005 when it was used in a lip sync video featuring Peter Kay for the charity Comic Relief. And so I guess the UK just went nuts for it because it is a good ass song. What is going on in this country? Why did they have Elvis and then this? (laughs) The song is, or the music video is really fun, too. It's, like, him just marching around and, like, different people, like, following him. There's a couple, like, celebrity cameos. Um, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's why it was at the top. (laughs) Expect to hear that around our apartment a lot. (laughs) So today for the recap, um, what I do when I recap is I just, like, sit there at the TV and type and type and type on my computer and then I go back, and then I um, fix all the typos. 
but I didn't do that this time. <laughs> Screw it. Um, we it's gonna be like me. It's gonna be like our very first episode where I just scrawled in a notebook and then read it verbatim on the podcast. <laughs> that was my first recap. That's basically what I'm gonna do. Um, we open on Jack tending to Boone, bloody and dazed. He's a little bit conscious. Uh, Kate is trying to stop the bleeding. They lower him onto the ground, and then he asks Son to get him scissors from the second drawer. I wrote down, why does Jack always have to ask twice for things? Yeah. Every single time. He was they like, just stare at scissors him. from the second drawer. Son, second drawer. And then the exact same thing happened to Kate yeah. two seconds later. The exact same thing happened to Hurley two seconds later. Um, and Kate Kate has done this before, too. I don't remember what the perilous situation was. Yeah, I don't remember either. But, like, he had the same scene with Kate where he's like, Kate! And she's just looking like... <sighs> yeah. Oh, oh my, my God, God. These people. Hurley, I swear to God, if you faint... No. First class mesh. I'm cool. Lord, damn. Get to the beach. Ransack Sawyer's stuff. I want his alcohol. Rubbing scotch. <laughs> Jack, what's going on? His lung just collapsed. Okay. So Jack has to poke a hole in his lung, which is a nice little callback to the pilot from when Boone wanted to... Um, oh, do a tracheotomy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he puts a tube in Boone's lung, which helps him for the moment. We flash back to Jack tying a bow tie. It looks like a, like a pre-wedding room. His friend, Marty Silverman, <laughs> um, he says, it's not too late to back out. Uh, and Marty says, nah, I'll just get really drunk beforehand. Um, and we think that we're talking about Marty getting married, but turns out Jack's the one getting married. Marty just has to make a speech. Um, the scene is pretty romantic with those two. Yeah. I just feel like on TV, if you're going to tie someone's tie, you're going to kiss them afterwards. You gotta. <laughs> Um, and then Marty switches it on him and says, you can still back out. We cut back to the present. Boone has lost a lot of blood, but Jack tells him he's not going to die. He's going to save him. Then we see Claire on the beach. Sawyer calls her Mama Sita, offers her some fish. Um, she asks about the raft and they say that it should be ready in about a week. When she leaves, Sawyer says she likes me, which... <laughs> Why was that in this episode? Incredible. Um... Jin refuses to take a break, and he keeps working on the raft while the others eat fish and talk about how he wants to get off the island. Ba 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 bad. Uh, Sawyer says he doesn't blame him after what happened with Sun. He calls him Kato, which is a reference to a Pink Panther character. Oh, I thought it was Bruce Lee's character in the Green Hornet or whatever. Oh, it could be that too. Um, but I. I thought it was, like, a, a superhero character, too. I looked it Is up. Is the Pink Panther, did they make a reference to the Green Hornet? Because that show, Green Hornet's from the 60s. Mm. And I know Bruce Lee played the character. It could be either one, because Kato from the Pink Panther is, like, a Chinese manservant who's, like, skilled <laughs> in martial arts. Either way, it's, it's about his race. Um... Kate appears and demands alcohol. Sawyer obliges. Thank God. Um, he She tells him about Boone. He then offers to come with her, but she turns him down. Uh, cut to Jack, patching up Boone's wound. Boone is wheezing, and he says, I'm sorry. Which, why are you sorry, buddy? Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, Jack says he needs to do a blood transfusion. He starts cleaning Boone's leg before he's going to set it, but Son says, let me do it. Go get some air. And he does, and I'm proud of him. You um, got your wish in that Son is the physician's assistant. Yeah, thank God. Um, Charlie starts questioning him, which is not the right time. He's shocked that Jack just took off and then starts asking about Shannon. Um, he's not helping Jack's state of mind right now, and he snaps at him. Flashback to Jack's wedding. His bride is giving a speech. Or, no, this is the rehearsal dinner, so mm -hmm. the night before. Um, Jack's bride is giving a speech. She's played by the mom from Modern Family. Do you know the actress's Julie name? Julie Bowen. Yeah. I took a clip of this rehearsal dinner speech. Okay. Because that's the kind of guy he is. Because you are the most committed man I have ever known. Because you fixed me. 
I will dance at our wedding. Oh, relax. What yeah. if you were in the room for this? I would oh, be like, yeah. I give it two weeks. <laughs> like, I wrote down that this must violate some kind of doctor oath, but more than Proposing that, to your patient or what? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't think that any of it was done with like poor intentions. I do think that they genuinely fell in love, but like... That is a terrible dynamic to start a marriage with. <laughs> like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, but also I think he agrees with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wrote that down and then he started talking about it later. Um, and I was proud of him for having that level of insight. <laughs> because usually he doesn't. <laughs> Damn. Uh, back on the island, Jack is getting ready to set Boone's leg. Sun comes over with a stick to help with the pain, she says. Jack says, we're beyond herbal remedies. And she says, no. <laughs> puts it in his mouth it's for biting um that was dumb big yikes she could have just walked up and said he can bite down on this yeah like why was she being mysterious for the pain (laughs) um she holds down his shoulders the sound design in this scene was so disturbing and so well done because they like they have like a music swell and like it does a really good job of like building tension and then there's a silence and then jack says something like here we go and then huge oh snapping and screaming and then at the moment that he does it we cut to hurley on the other side of the tent just like listening to it major props for that um kate is running back to the cave and she trips we hear glass break so one of the (laughs) alcohol bottles broke um oh i thought it was a lot of them Oh, it could... I don't know. I thought it was a huge fuck-up. Either way, it sucks, but I think there was... There were some that were in in plastic. Um, She hears a woman whimpering (laughs) and then finds out Claire is just having contractions in the forest by herself. Please. is unforgivable she can't move or get back to the camp and kate calls for help uh on the beach Jin hears her cries and runs into the forest by the way i paused it at this moment and we're only 10 minutes into the episode (laughs) already so much is happening um he finds them and i i wrote i hope he knows how to birth babies um kate tells him to go to the caves with the alcohol and get jack But Jack is prepping Boone for the transfusion. He's making a needle or some shit. Um, Sun is asking Boone what his blood type is. Um, Jack says, veins are like a wet noodle. And Mm -mm. he needs a hollow stick. Again, with that noodle imagery. Yeah. What did he say? Nerves are angel hair pasta? Fuck you, dude. (laughs) Don't do, like, hmm, what's the grossest thing I could say? Um, he says he only has bamboo. So, like, A, it's not hollow. B, it's not thin enough. Um, but they do hear Boone say that his blood type is A negative. And then he says, Shannon. Um, (laughs) great. So we cut to Shannon following Saeed through the forest. He leads her to this part of the beach where he's set up a romantic picnic for them. Torchlit dinner. (laughs) Uh, Charlie can't find anyone with an A-negative blood type because no one knows their blood type. This yeah. is where Anna and I she disagree. She read me for this. Anna I doesn't know her blood type. blood type. Like, I must have been told by a doctor at some point, but I don't remember ever being told, and I could not possibly tell you. I do know my blood type, but I don't want to give that information out in case somebody tries to steal it. Okay. Um, Sun returns, uh, with a sea urchin which has a hollow needle, and she's so smart. Uh, Jack is O-negative. I wrote LMAO in my phone, furiously typing. Jack is the savior, so he has a savior's blood type. (laughs) How dare this show? (laughs) So he's going to give his own blood. Even if he didn't have the right blood type, he would have (laughs) tried to give his own blood anyway. (laughs) He would have been like, please, this is my identity. (laughs) Flashback to Jack playing the piano in a hotel lobby. 
Uh, Sarah appears in pajamas and says there are girls checking him out and that one of them is cute and the other is trashy. <laughs> I want to look at, I want to see them and figure out which one's the yeah, trashy one. Yeah, what's talking about? <laughs> these it's are the roles. <laughs> I was going to say these are the roles that I would cast us in. <laughs> Hotel skates. <laughs> um... And then she sits down and they play heart and soul. And I wrote, Jesus Christ, he really is the worst. <laughs> she said she's taking the easy part, but the melody is the harder part of that song. You think so? Yeah, because the the da- further left person just plays the same chords over and over, but the person who does the melody has to remember the whole melody. Yeah, I think it could be that... The, doesn't the other person have two hands that they have yeah, to do? Yeah, but it's literally only like four bars and the person on the right... It's different every, like, measure. Like, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. I know that song, and I find the chords part easier. Maybe. Oh, so, I always found the melody part easier. I think shit, okay. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start over. After they finish playing the song, uh, she says, you really don't have to do this if you don't want to. Um, and then we find out they're talking about writing their own vows. She's already written hers. He says um, that he wants to. Oh, they look over at someone getting out of a car. And I guess Jack looked over kind of expectantly. Um, and then she says he's going to come, which I can only assume is they're talking about his dad. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I can't wait to marry you, Jack Shepard. <laughs> Don't do that shit. <laughs> Why? First name, last name shit. I hate that. Oh, no. That was the only part that I liked. Oh, my God. I'm so... It's just tired. I'm tired of it. He's doing a lot of drinking in this episode. He is. That's important. Drink yeah, on the piano. Like hung over for his, his wedding. wedding yeah. Um. So, back to present. Jen is asking Hurley for Jack. Um. He goes into the tent... And Jack is already hooked up to Boone via vein. Sun translate for him. Sun translate. <laughs> Sun oh. translates for him that Claire is going into labor and that the contractions are coming every two minutes. How does he know that the contractions are coming every two minutes? Um. What do you mean? Was he, he, you don't think he was there for two minutes? He was. No. What? Wait. Yeah. No. He, are, are you asking like why was somebody counting? No. Like. He, he definitely wasn't there long enough to be like, I don't know. Maybe he was there for two minutes and was able to figure out that, like, oh, there's a contraction. Oh, yeah, I guess wait, we didn't here's see anybody one. counting. Because yeah, nobody seemed to be in the presence of mind. Everyone was just freaking out. Yeah. I clipped this translating part because okay, cool. sounds fucking cool. What <laughs> <laughs> But she can't move. We should go. Uh, what do we need? Uh, towels, bandages, hot water. How do we take hot water? I'm sure you'll figure all that out. All right, you tell Jen to take Charlie with him and go back to Claire. I think it's really weird that he's choosing Boone again. Like, he saved Boone instead of Joanna, and now he's like, mm. I'm not going to Claire. Boone's here. <laughs> like, this is well, Jack's I mean, thing. He is already hooked up to Boone, and right. we know how he is about promises. Um, and I guess he trusts Kate to deliver this yeah, baby. Also, why does it have to be her? Because she's there. <laughs> There's a, a lot of people that could have gone. Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't send Sun to go do it. No one else was busy. Like, it could have been anyone. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> He's like, please tell Kate she has to deliver this baby. If I were Kate, I would have said, why is it me? Yeah, same. But like, I don't know. I guess I guess he trusts her. He knows that she's able to keep a level head when he's giving when she's giving stitches to someone. Yeah. Also, um, there's so many rules. Not too hard, not too fast, just until the head is clear. Like when he was yeah. talking about the different types of pushing, I was like, "Okay, I don't envy Claire at all. Like even less than I don't I don't envy Charlie. Like <laughs> he re- all he did was just like explain verbally how to birth a baby to Charlie and then Charlie gave that information somehow to Claire. Like, we're talking, like, two different people that, like, the message has to go through. What? High stakes telephone. That should have been the name of this episode. (laughs) Um, And also, I wrote, Charlie's dreams are coming true. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was shocked at how um, minor a role he took in the entire birth scene because based on his previous, he wanted to he was birth gonna his rip baby, that baby so out bad, and then like <laughs> I assumed that he would like hold the baby before Claire held the baby. Yeah. Like that's how high key this man is. Oh my god. Um. So yes, he says to wait until the contractions are sixty seconds apart. Um. Meanwhile, Claire says that the contractions have stopped. Um, and she gets up to go, I don't know, She's go done. back about her business. She's having her multiple times. She's like, I don't think I'm ever going to have this baby. Um, and then she stands up and we see that she's peed herself. <laughs> or her water broke. I don't know. Um, Claire is freaking out saying she can't have this baby. Bitch, it's not up to you. Uh, Boone is lucid. He tells Jack, it fell on me. Um, he tells Jack, uh, the plane fell because of the hatch. Um, Locke said not to tell about the hatch. And then he passes out. Um, and then he says Shannon again in his sleep. Um, I knew this shit would happen. And then we cut to Shannon. She's making out with Saeed and their picnic. Um, she says, I need to tell you something. What, is she going to tell him that she fucked her brother? Um, no. She just says, they're step-siblings, which I thought everybody knew at this point. When would they have found out? Well, I guess, I mean, I guess she did, she told Hurley, right? Well, when we, he was doing the census. We discussed that, whether or not Hurley would have said, why don't you guys have the same last name? And we didn't come to a conclusion over whether Hurley would notice that or ask oh. about it. Oh, wait. So, oh, okay. Never mind. We haven't seen them tell anybody. Oh. Um, but she also tells him that he's in love with her. He then asks how she feels toward him. And she says she'll always feel something toward him, but she's not in love with him in that way. Um, she says, we're here for God knows how long. And so is Boone. <laughs> Show. Well, uh, Saeed suggests they go back. She says she doesn't want to. Saeed has terrible timing for this date. Yeah. Except, like, having this happen on in the same episode where, like, all of these stressful things were happening was such a, a good choice, show. Yeah, I suppose. Good job, show. Um, she says she wants to take things slow. So, bummer. Um, <laughs> no bondage tonight. Uh, Charlie and Jin show up in the clearing. He tells Kate that she has to deliver the baby. He says, it's simple. <laughs> he pulls Wait, out I a YouTube tutorial. I want Charlie to be in my delivery room. <laughs> Not even Dominic Monaghan. Just The Charlie. character. Um, Jin starts to talk to Claire. Um, and she says, what if they did something to the baby? She doesn't remember what happened when she was kidnapped. Uh, she says she's so scared. Um... Another example of people revealing, like, their deepest, like, their deepest truths to someone who supposedly can't speak English, you know? She's saying this to Jin? Yeah. Um, back in the Boone tent, Jack is getting sweaty and pale. He looks like he's in a zombie movie and he's hiding a bite. <laughs> he should not be standing right now. He's getting, like, all of this, He like... I, I don't know. I thought about this, too, for a long time. and like He's just up and moving and grooving, and he's got... He's hooked up to... Yeah. Oh. So the point is that he's so selfless, and he's going to do whatever it takes, but you have to remember, you being the writers, that he's, like, an excellent surgeon, and he knows better than this. Like, if he passes out, then no yeah. one's going to be able to tend Boone. Like, he should know what he can and cannot give. Well, I think that's his problem. I don't think that that's bad writing. I think that's his character flaw. Um, because, like, that's his... Like, commitment is his... I mean, Christian says it. Like, commitment is his thing, but he doesn't know when to let go. So he's more selfless than he is smart? Yeah. That's yeah. not good. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, son comes in and says, you've given him enough... Uh, and she unhooks him. Her, she, he walks out of the tent and Hurley says, Whoa, dude, you all right, man? You're looking kind of gone. Look, where's Michael? Beach, I think. I need you to go get him for me, okay? What for? Just get him. 
Why does everyone keep asking him stupid questions? Like, yeah. remember when Hurley was like, why do you need antibiotics? Like, why the fuck do you think? Yeah. Don't ask him why he needs Michael. Just he knows that there's an emergency situation happening. <laughs> Don't make him ask twice. They all agree that they won't do anything for Jack the first time. <laughs> to keep him in his place. <laughs> We get another flashback. Jack is drinking out of the bottle now uh, with his feet in the hotel pool. Did he even bother to roll up his pants? A little bit. Well, is this him it's drunk? It's not doing much. Because my guy's functioning just fine. Yeah, I think that's... Well, he is an alcoholic. Must be. Um, A functioning alcoholic, much like his daddy-o who walks in. He says... um screaming kid next to me in first class how does that happen which yeah rich people shouldn't have to deal with children um then he starts reading the vows that jack has written down and they're pretty horrible but it turns out they're not his vows they're sarah's vows jack stole them (laughs) um and they're pretty bad um but he can't even write his so he's been struggling trying to come up with something all night lover Absolutely. And why are you sitting out here? Jack says, uh, what if I can't be the father or husband that I want to be? He thinks that he asked her to marry him because he saved her life. And then asked Christian, do you think I should marry her? Uh, Christian says, commitment is what makes you tick, Jack. The problem is you're just not good at letting go. It's as if he's asking him, what if I don't have what it takes? Yeah. Which was like his running thing. His dad kept, keeps telling him he doesn't have what it takes. Yeah. Mm. Back at the cave, Michael arrives. His uh, uh, Jack tells him that Boone's leg was pinned down under something. Um, his right leg is filling up with blood and they need to amputate it. So their solution is that they're going to use a cargo door from the plane yeah, it's so As like sharp. A, a guillotine to chop it off. I've never heard of such a thing, but well, it works on a piece of wood. So how many island amputations have you been to? <laughs> I guess, I guess none. Um, well, there was that one time. Oh right. Um, meanwhile, Claire is trying to suck her baby back into her. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> She's really. She looks like. I what what is she trying to do? I thought she was gonna throw up. <laughs> um, she says the baby's going to know that she wanted to give it away and that it's not going to love her. I clipped this pep talk. You want it to be healthy and safe. Okay. Because your baby knows that too. You're not alone in this. We are all here for you. It's a good pep talk, if not a good performance. Yeah. And it helps her because she starts pushing. Um, Jin and Charlie are sitting nearby and Charlie gets up to go help. But Jin puts a hand on his shoulder and gives him a kind shake of the head. Okay. He knows how to handle this scenario. I keep bringing this up. It feels like he's been through labor before. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about those two and babies. Uh, meanwhile, Sun is pouring wild cherry Pepsi into Boone's mouth. You he's must. throwing up blood. Or he's not throwing up blood, but it's just like, I don't know. It's coming in out him. of his mouth. It's it's coming out. Um, it's on the inside and on the outside. <laughs> they pick him up and they bring him over to the leg guillotine. Sun says, you're not helping him. You can't save him. And guess what the fuck he says? <laughs> Jack says... You don't need to see this. To, oh, to Michael. He says, you don't need to see this. And Michael says, good. <laughs> he walks out. Um, Why is Sun so mad at him for even trying an amputation? I think because, like, it's just going to cause Boone more pain. So she, like, she's 100% sure that this is a lost cause because I don't think I would have been comfortable making that call. I mean, I I guess she is. I mean, I guess she would prefer to just make him as comfortable as possible until he dies. Or does she want to put him out of his misery? (laughs) I don't know what she wants. She shoots him. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But either way, they bring him over to the leg guillotine. Um, Sun looks on from afar with a steely gaze and then turns away. Um, And right when Jack is about to close the door on Boone's leg, we get a flashback to the wedding day. Uh, Sarah is giving her vows and... 
Now it's time for Jack's vows. He waits a good six seconds and they have to remind him that it's his turn to speak. And he says this. I didn't write any vows. I've been trying to for a month, but I couldn't. So I started to wonder why that was. And as time went on, it only got worse. Because, um, because I'm not good at letting go. Or maybe I'm afraid of what will happen if I fail. But I know one thing. I would have never been able to write anything as beautiful as what you just said. And last night, Sarah, when you were talking about the accident, you got it all wrong. I didn't fix you. You fixed me. All right, Jack. So you think this is all base garbage? Like the whole Jack and Sarah episode a base garbage (laughs) i don't know if i would say that what do you mean like i i was fine with them i didn't like i don't think i had hardly as many eye rolls as you did about the rom-com of it all i was like happy for him yeah yeah i mean ultimately i was happy for him but i guess i don't know first name last name is a (laughs) unforgivable trope for me (laughs) and I didn't fix you. You fixed me. That is a trope, but if someone said that to me, I would be touched. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Um, and, but here's the thing. They kiss each other before the guy tells them to. It's a lot of kissing. They're applauding as they sin in the eyes of God. (laughs) It's such a long applause break while they kiss. Laughing. And Matthew's crying. (laughs) I I thought his performance was great. Like Yeah, no, I think he did a great job with it. But um let's see. Before he's able to close the door, Boone says, wait, there is no chance to save him. He says, I know you made a promise, but I'm letting you off the hook. Just let me go. Every second that he was awake and not telling them about a working radio. My God. I He's canceled. Vote him off. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad he's dead. Um, yeah, that that really is fucked up that he didn't say a goddamn word about, like, also what he heard on the radio. Like, yeah, I guess we don't know if he heard what the guy said, but he Yeah, was, was he going by the Lostpedia or the subtitles? <laughs> but he did speak to someone, and he does remember falling out of the cliff in a beachcraft he remembers the hatch he says that Locke told him not to tell about it yeah so like it doesn't seem like he's totally gone right so why wouldn't he remember that um also uh, the other thing that I was thinking when he was saying the thing about the hatch and like the plane falling out of the sky if I were Jack I might be thinking that like he hit his head and he's like saying some stuff like yeah like he he could be talking about the plane that they all were in that fell out of the sky yeah merely 20 episodes ago um so yeah i don't know but um boone um boone says let me go claire is getting close to popping this baby out of her kate can see the top of its head um and then she pushes it out and it's a little boy uh (laughs) Wow, you sound like an OBGYN. <laughs> uh, Jim goes to shake Charlie's hand. Don't do that. He's not the father. He's not the fucking father. I wrote that in a rage. And then Charlie gives him a big hug. That was cute. Um, he behaved well. Charlie behaved well in yeah. this episode and scene. And I was so relieved. I was. <laughs> I too was relieved. Um, I'm glad that Boone and Charlie, or sorry, uh, Jen and Charlie were there together too. Yeah. Um, Boone tells Jack to tell Shannon ellipses and then dies. I so mean, wow. he doesn't even get to say that's actually say. that was my least favorite trope of the episode. Was oh yeah. Someone dying and being like, tell her. <laughs> but also like I know I know that's a trope, but isn't that 
that tracks for something that he would do, right? Like, that doesn't... Yeah. That's also, like, what I would do if I were dying. Yeah, I mean, I would just prefer... <laughs> wasn't there. If I were Derek and, and <laughs> Casey wasn't there, um, I would have just preferred, like, for him to say a whole sentence or for him to say no sentence at all. I don't like the cutoff when you're dying. Yeah, that's true. Because what are the chances you would die right at that moment? Yeah, I know. That's true. Dillard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm still pissed that he didn't say anything about the the radio. Um, But the next morning, we get a beautiful montage of Life and Death, that song again. Is that the Life and Death theme? I think so. Oh my god, it's beautiful. That's the one that, like, every time I hear it. It sends me into a frenzy. Okay. Yeah, I had a lot to say about that. Um, Claire comes to the beach with her baby. Everyone gathers around. Um, the sun is, like, beautiful, yeah. shining on all of them. And, oh, good. You can keep talking. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so everyone's crowding around this baby. Um, and it's, like, a really beautiful moment. But then at that moment, they turn and they see Saeed and Shannon walking back to the beach and Jack knows that he has to go tell her that Boone died. And that sucks because she didn't even know Boone was injured. This is all news to her. Saeed, you fucked up. Way to go, Saeed. Um, and yeah, I don't. I love a silent scream, too. Like, when she's sitting over his body. Oh, I mean, I guess it wasn't yeah. a scream, but like, that's always a really that was beautiful... That's fucking stunning. Right? I couldn't get enough. Um, and so after this montage, Jack is on the beach sitting by himself. <laughs> He's muttering something, but there, I can't figure out what it is. Um, Kate joins him and she says, do you want to talk about it? Boone died. He says, Boone didn't die. He was murdered. I got my sting. I got my favorite sting. Murdered. What? Jack. Where are you going? Find John Locke. Find John Locke. Thanks, episode. Like, okay. I understand, like, yes, it he he died and it was Locke's fault, partially. Yeah. But murdered, no. Like, let's split the difference, Jack. Like <laughs> Yes, he needs to be held accountable for some of that, but... He also kind of went zero to 60. I thought about that later when I was taking that clip, how he was like, what a beautiful baby. And then Kate says one thing and he's like, all right, I got to go fuck somebody up. <laughs> like, why would why would he be making small talk if he's like super like seething about John Locke this whole time? Oh, speaking of, um, of this being John Locke's fault... We got Ooh, a, uh, a DM. My phone is in the other room, but basically oh. my friend Malin um, DM'd us and said that like in the John Locke dream sequence, he, it, Boone, Boone covered in blood is like the same like makeup and prosthetics and everything that like he is pulled out of the plane in after the crash. So like you could make the argument that John Locke saw him in his after-crash state and then still sent him up into the plane. Mm-hmm. So, like, he he kind of, like, maybe knew that Boone was going to die from this and still did it anyway. Right. Um, which, like, I mean, I... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's, it's a impossible. It's possible. I don't know. Because so much of John Locke is, like, mysterious and you don't know what he knows and what he doesn't know like maybe he did know that but I don't know judging by the way that he was like pounding on the hatch door and like cursing god I don't think that he like knew specifically that he was going to die but like also if you have a dream about someone and they're covered in blood like wouldn't you somewhere in the back of your mind be, like, a little bit wary of, like, sending them up into a place where they could be terminally injured? 
Yeah. For a while. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't think about it one second. I guess, like, to defend him, I didn't even consider that being, like, a premonition, a future thing. I thought it was reflecting on, like, Teresa's death, or I mm-hmm. thought it was just a convention of a nightmare sequence, because they had, um, they also had a lot of unrelated sound effects like scary noises so i was like i guess being covered in blood is something scary yeah that's true and they didn't explain the teresa thing till later so like there are multiple possibilities but that was a really good idea from malin yeah um send us your hot takes babies yeah (laughs) what was i gonna say yeah i mean also like i think what i just what it just comes back to for me is like this wouldn't have happened if they weren't trying to keep it a secret why is it so important to John Locke to be keeping this kind of stuff a secret? Like, the right. hatch and the plane. Like, what they should have done was gather, like, a a group to, like, I don't know, maybe pull the plane back up the cliff or, like, somehow, like, so that one person wasn't by themselves, like, climbing into a precariously placed plane yeah. on the edge of a cliff. Like... This could have been avoided. Yeah, it's ultimately totally his fault. And, um, I mean, also Boone's fault for going along with it. Yeah, Boone Boone had a big savior thing, similar to Jack not knowing when to quit the blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. Boone stayed way too long up there trying to talk to the guy on the radio because yeah. he was being a savior. That's true. And trying to get them rescued. Um, but, yeah, Locke... When he was screaming into the hatch, having like a blow winds and crack your cheeks moment from King Lear, <laughs> it's pretty clear that I, he didn't have a premonition of Boone's death and just went ahead with it. I mean, I think I think that now he could be feeling guilty and being like, yeah, I absolutely. should have known better. Yeah. But he's so confused. He, he thinks he's doing everything right that the island's telling him to do. Yeah. And now it seems like... I mean, now something horrible has happened, so I can't imagine the guilt he's feeling about that. Yeah. Because it's definitely his fault. Yeah, I guess, like, the the I should have known better, that he was probably having those feelings uh, when he was driving away from his dad's house, too. And those those two scenes were, like, intercut with each other. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. The last two episodes have been, like, really good about... um, about tying the flashback to mm-hmm. the present mm-hmm. back. <laughs> do you got any notes about this episode? Hell yeah, I do. Jack's shirt in the first flashback had a yin-yang. Is that the dark light theme again? A yin-yang? Yeah. His shirt? Mm-hmm. Oh, he was wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, in the tux shop. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, they cut from Jack washing his hands in the spring waterfall to the dinner venue that had a waterfall outside. That was kind of cool. Julie Bowen or Sarah's pajamas had a 44 on it. (laughs) Um, this really made me laugh. Like the performance. Oh, Sarah wants us to write our own vows. heart skips beats at the sound of your voice my skin warms to the touch of your fingers where you go i will go etc etc <laughs> like the dad's really being like wow jack like this is a lot and then he's like that's not mine <laughs> i just loved john terry in that scene um there was a really cool music shift where they in in the um oh when she's first cradling her new baby and then it immediately cuts to Jack cradling a dying man it was like the same instrument just like seamlessly turned really dark. Whoa. And that's so cool. 
If Shannon feels guilty enough about Boone's feelings to caution Saeed and take things slow, imagine her guilt over being gone when this shit happened. Oh my god. She's like caring about his feelings now. I Yeah, I can't imagine how she feels coming back. Oh, that's that, like the moment when Jack sees them coming, that's when I started openly weeping. Okay. Okay, this is the part on the beach where she's showing off the baby, but it sounds like a grieving song, so that was a cool juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. That must just be the beginning of the life and death theme. But yeah. I was like, this is a really sad song for a smiley baby time. Right. We well, yeah, and life and death, like we are we are that experiencing a life yeah. and death. You're right, it's in the title. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a little impressed with myself that I predicted in one of our first episodes that Shannon or Boone would die soon and then the other yeah. one would have to figure out how to move on with that. Yeah. But I predicted the wrong one. Uh, once I found out that Maggie and Ian dated for a year, I was envisioning it being while they were working together on this show, but mm. he's already dead and it's only 2005. Wow. I read that they rescued a cat together oh, <laughs> from the jungle. The jungle? Yeah. Was it a jaguar? A jungle cat. <laughs> they they had a little kitty cat together. Oh. Good episode. I liked it, but I don't feel good. Is Locke a bad? What do you mean? <laughs> well, it was just a big, a big old bummer. Yeah. But I liked this episode. It's a shameful, shameful day. Couldn't have said it better myself, Campbell. Is Locke a bad guy now? They Um, keep playing this game with us. I think we know the answer to that question. He's not a bad guy. I mean, I think it would be, it it would be interesting if the last episode was like not told from his perspective. Like if we didn't see the guilt that he felt yet. I think this would be an entirely different experience for us watching Boone die. Do you like that he's not in this episode at all? Yes. Why were they wondering if Jack's dad would come to the wedding? Because when he did come, everything was fine. So are we supposed to believe that this was after he got him terminated from the hospital? Or if it's before that, then there must be another reason why Christian may Mm. or may not come to his son's wedding. Why would that be? I think this probably came before he got him terminated. Um, Yeah, because I was under the impression that they, he hadn't, like, seen or spoken to him after that thing with the board. Yeah. I think that this happened before. And I guess, like, his dad is just kind of unreliable because we know that he's an alcoholic. Um, and maybe maybe there is something else that happened. And then was the mom there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nobody cares. Like, was John Terry this sitting next to anyone? Show. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Um, yeah, and we saw Christian in Australia saying, I could call my son and tell him I'm not mad at him or whatever. Yeah. So this definitely feels like this was before that. How's this for a first main cast death? What do you think? I ended up caring about Boone a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think it was great. I mean, th- like I said, this episode isn't about Boone. It's like, but I guess that's the point. It's like an ensemble show and like, I guess because it's the first death and we haven't had as much time with Boone to, like, get to know him, it makes sense that the episode about his death would be about how, like, the other people react to it and, like, the other people try to save him. Right. I'm it just, could have been... I'm really we, looking forward to the next episode. We could have had Boone flashbacks or we could have had uh-huh. Claire flashbacks. It's yeah. a Jack episode. Anything else? Any more commentary? I don't think so. Well, I did want to um, tell you something really important and really solemn, which is that I Googled the Mad Mouse ride at Michigan's Adventure. Oh, okay. This is what it looks like. Oh, my God. Wait, how little were you when you went on that? Because I'd be able to see over that. Okay. Those people can see over Okay, it. wait, let me were explain. Were you allowed to be on that ride? Let me explain myself. This is a description. While standing on the ground looking up, you might think that the Mad Mouse ride at Michigan's Adventure is a mild-mannered, oversized kitty coaster. But just you wait. There's something quite different about this coaster that makes it stand out in a crowd. Think about your typical roller coaster, particularly the turns. Most are banked, meaning they tilt up a bit so you don't feel the whip quite as much. 
Alas, who wrote this? <laughs> Alas, not so with wild mouse types of roller coasters like Mad Mouse. This sneaky ride is host to a series of completely flat hairpin turns with enough g-force to make you think you're going to fly until tomorrow oh after the boomerang like sharp turns you'll fly down several hills with your stomach left far behind (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's uh, really fun (laughs) that sounds fun oh happy one month anniversary to the soundboard That was not a good thing to listen to. <laughs> what if I'm I'm the new hottest DJ? <laughs> what if I got a DJ job and I just played sound clips from our I would podcast? go every day. You are the most annoying brother. Step brother. Same difference. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> it just don't hit the same anymore. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ian Summerholder, ladies and gents. All right. Well, I watched this uh, 33-minute video called Lost Making of the Pilot, and I am going to tweet it, and I would recommend watching it, but I also did a little TLDR, or I guess a TLDW, (laughs) and so here's some interesting things that I learned. The plane soundstage doesn't move at all. It was all on the actors to, on cue, throw all their bodies to one side. Which Whoa. is really cool. And then the camera operator had to, like, jerk the camera. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, Evangeline's wrists were really gross and swollen after yanking on those cuffs all oh, day. Oh, shit. It, it looked gross. The stunt people getting yanked out the back or hitting the ceiling, which the audience knows is my favorite, <laughs> is really fucking cool on those harnesses. They show JJ and Dominic uh, actually discussing hood maneuvers. That hoodie that you had your eye on. Of course, they show Dom playing with bugs and showing the camera. He also had this to say. In a few big elements of Hawaii, first of all, being the surfing that, you know, I learned to do in New Zealand about seven years ago. So I was very keen to come to, you know, what is now kind of the mecca of of world surfing. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) The close-ups on the faces of running shots are the actors running in place while the camera's shaking. So oh, they're just going like... <laughs> yeah. So funny to watch. The actors are left in the dark so often. They're learning what's in mm. the flashbacks when they get those scripts. So that sucks yeah. to learn something that could completely change the character that you had put so much work into. I was actually watching an interview with like a panel interview and I can't talk about which character this is because it hasn't been introduced yet, but there's a really mysterious character that comes up and you just like don't know his backstory at all. And he was talking about how like finally he got the script for his like backstory and he was like I didn't know that like the whole time and like you just have to kind of go with it because like I would imagine it's I mean it's it's like that for a lot of shows I think especially with like the amount of leaks that I think would happen yeah if they did give all of that information out yeah this show is so mysterious in particular that it just feels like they're given the bare minimum of what they need to develop these characters here's ian summerholder speaking on boone it was really hard for us in the beginning if you weren't shooting a lot of scenes because the storyline hadn't evolved to that yet and it was really hard and i didn't shoot my episode until a a little over a month ago so from july until november i was a lunatic I love that he said that because I thought it was the actor's fault that the brother and sister acted so weird. But I guess Ian blames the writing because oh, well, we know, I don't know if it's blame. like one of the writers said that they didn't even decide to make them step siblings until they wrote that episode. So like Ian's like, I don't know, I guess he's just crazy. <laughs> like they weren't planning yeah. that. What in the in the um, interview that I was reading, the guy did say like you have to pay special attention to the directions um like more so in something like lost because like 
the writers are giving you more in the scene directions about like oh like you know yeah um another thing that happened in that interview is damon lindelof said that like he was on set for when um terry o'quinn throws the knife at the chair like right Mm -hmm. next to sawyer and he says we hunt he said (laughs) that after he saw that he thought that no one would ever watch this show (laughs) what (laughs) i guess that's so cheesy yeah here's part of josh's interview first day of work i get there and we're shooting the biggest scene you know dialogue wise of the entire pilot for my guy and so I'm like, great, okay, throwing right into the fire. Here we go. And I had prepped without an accent. I'm doing the lines, and JJ came up to me about halfway through the day. Okay, so long story short, JJ was like, are you trying not to be Southern? Because you are Southern on the show. Oh. And Josh was like, oh, fuck, I had That's no idea. That's so funny. I know. <laughs> Wait, so Josh, what's his? Holloway. I almost called him Hutcherson. Josh Holloway. <laughs> He actually does have that accent. Yeah. Hmm. Um, ooh, a huge, a huge reason to watch this video is because a man had to wear polar bear pants and run <laughs> in front of the camera. JJ was extremely opposed to having a CGI bear, but a freeze frame of the polar bear puppet flying through the air went around the internet because they it was like a promo for the next episode that played on ABC, I suppose. And people like... <laughs> We're talking about it. And JJ was like, oh, yeah, it was the stupidest thing you've ever seen. So he finally agreed to computer generate some of the frames. All the explosions in the pilot were practical and the plane parts falling apart. So they couldn't do that many takes because they can't, like, put the wing back on the plane and, like, (laughs) put stuff together that they blew up. That's really cool. That's so cool. You get to see the stuntman getting sucked into the jet engine. That part was awesome. Oh, here again, Terry remarked on how he had no idea that he had previously been confined to a wheelchair. So none of his characterization in the pilot is him being like, wow, a miracle happened. He was just a normal man in a plane crash. Yeah. The the first blood you see is the guy who loses half his leg being pinned underneath that thing. Oh. So no one was allowed to wear red in their costume because JJ felt really strongly that, like, when you see that fucked up leg come out from under there, it's supposed to be shocking. Mm. So, like, there's no blood before that at all. You get to see Michael Giacchino directing the orchestra in a booth. Um, it's sick. He said he didn't want jungle percussion because that wasn't bizarre enough. So he came up with the idea for the plane pieces for the percussionist. They also took out the inside of a piano and they bang on that. Whoa. You see them yanking treetops and breaking them in front of a blue screen and like shaking different types of trees so that they can insert them into the aerial shots to represent the monster moving around. Huh. That looks really cool. And then um, JJ was wearing these really ugly shorts, apparently. It was like a red and white floral shorts that everyone was being mean to him all the time about. So they had a, a solemn ceremony <laughs> to... <laughs> symbolically burn the shorts in order to banish the bad weather because they had had a really terrible filming conditions. Did it work? He said it worked. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny to watch them have an end of camp experience in this video because they're all saying goodbye knowing that there's a good chance they'll never see each other or work together again if the show isn't picked up. It's really weird to watch them all be like, yeah, I guess I have to go home. (laughs) we're not in Hawaii anymore. Oh, God. Little did they know. Little did you know. So, yeah, that was a really cool video. What else? Um, Who do you want to vote off? Guess who mine is. Uh, Well, you go because I could not think of a single person. Um, It's John's fault. All oh. of this. John's yeah. getting voted off. Okay. MVP on three. Uh, Guess what? I also don't have an MVP. Okay. There, because I couldn't decide between Sun or Kate. Yeah. I mean, Kate delivers a baby. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, she doesn't know how to do it. Also, I mean, Jin was an MP, MP, MPP. Mm-hmm. Sun was an MVP. Jack was an MVP. Yeah. Everybody except Hurley. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Hurley did some, st- he didn't faint. Hurley's an MVP. 
I said Saeed because he set up a torchlight picnic, but also because he said the thing where he was like, okay, I had hopes, but I didn't have expectations. You I know? mean, that's... No. Good for him. No, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying a guy is an MVP because he didn't assume he was going to get laid. I just meant in that scene. He's your MVP? Yeah, because... For that? The, it, okay, do you know what other things are happening in that episode? Wait, our MVPs are not uh, sincere half the time. That's true. That's and true. neither are Vodovs. <laughs> I I chose them because, like you said, they were they were like a break yeah, from all no, the shit going point. on. <laughs> I retract my statement. She's furious. How many other times have I made a joke on MVP <laughs> and you haven't been furious about it? <laughs> Look, I need you to take this seriously. Boone is dead. People are dying now. No more jokes on this podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, R.I.P. to my guy. Yeah. Trivia. R.I.P. to anyone else? Did anyone else die? I don't think so. Boone says to Jack, I know you made me a promise. I'm letting you off the hook, which is what Rose said <gasps> to Jack in episode four, right. Walkabout. In the original outline of the 11th episode, Locke was to be accompanied by two guest characters to search for Claire and discover the hatch. So what oh. what would have happened? Wow. Was it going to be Scott and Steve? <laughs> they covered up Matthew Fox's shoulder tattoo. So are we going to see him get that tattoo on the show? Huh. Because he didn't you have it. five? Yeah. Maybe. He didn't have it in these flashbacks. And finally, while the executive producers have stated that Summerholder took the news of his character's death professionally, Summerholder has said that he found it, quote, pretty devastating. You mean that I can't keep coming to Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be pissed. What about my fucking cat that I rescued? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Um, I don't even have anything else to say besides it sucks and this is sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a bummer. They but we do have a new baby. Yeah, we'll see about him. Jury's still out <laughs> over whether he's chill or not. A demon. I'm waiting for it. I'm just assuming that he is. Oh boy. <laughs> oh god. We needed Charlie to rescue Boone. Yeah. From the Beechcraft. <laughs> Um, follow us on Instagram at you lost me pod, Twitter at you lost me pod, email us at you lost me pod at gmail.com. Also, if you like it, leave us a review and maybe five stars. Five or one, that's the rule. Five or one, you gotta choose. Um, thank you to Malin for her hot take. And bye. <laughs>